podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. You think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Because when he has been in the bright lights and enjoying his time and having fun and lapping it up, no problem, you're the big celebrity. You're in the bright lights, I've been in the dark. In the trenches, in the gym. <laughs> TheBoxingBoys.com People ask me, when does camp start? Camp started as soon as I bet Tiff and my life is. As soon as I batted him and took all his belts, camp started the next day. Oh, what a right hand from George Campbell and the He's a good yeah. villain, though. He's yeah, a good nah, villain. Do you feel in charge? Could have bought anybody. Lomachenko, Devin Haney. Unfortunately, is not available. Beautiful. Devin Haney, step up. That will take your belt. into the Boxing Voice live from Las Vegas with Nesta Gibbs and Ringwalk Danny. Let's start with this. I'm a creative genius. SDS. SDS. And now, the most dangerous producer on YouTube, Brandon in Houston. Brandon in Houston. SDS You're now locked into the king of all boxing podcasts, The Boxing Voice. Jab that like button. TheBoxingVoice.com. What is it? Is it that they don't like the Charlos? You like the Charlos? The Unified WBA, WBC, and IBF 154-pound champion of the world. I'm happy, not angry, I'm passionate. The WBC middleweight champion of the world. I think you're a great fighter. And I, I like, know that. Yeah. I know that already. They say, oh, the Charles ain't fought nobody. Because yeah, I know for the fighters. Fighters. Come on. Step up. We win that shit. Come hey, on. Come on. Like I said, I went to the top already. I've seen the bottom before. At the top, I've seen the bottom. I went back down to the bottom and shot back the fuck back up. Now what they mad at me for? It's not like old school boxing. We're the best. Like the best no more. It's about politics. It's about who you know, who you are, who if we stand by lines only just like we made this up, we're gonna ride with it. We're gonna ride with it since then we die. Jermel! Jamal! Charlo! S 
SDS Promotions. Shut the fuck up, oh, you yeah. little prick. Yeah? Yeah, prick. Come on, get him out of here. Yeah, you prick. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition de la Voz del Boxeo. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Que lo que? Que lo que? What's up, everybody? How are you? Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. Shout out to my man, Hot Boxing Minute. Tuned in live on Twitter Spaces. Don't forget we're using Twitter Spaces if you want to call in. And voice your opinion on this weekend's fights. Obviously, we had a little bit of controversy with Montana Love sending Stevie Sparks out the ring. Uh, We got to see Johnny Beck tested, not live up to the boogeyman title. And just a lot of boxing and talk and review. Uh, We are using Discord. If you want to call in and you want to get anything off your chest, we're also using Twitter spaces if you want to join us. Danny is not going to be joining us today as Mr. Alvarez is sick. You know, uh, Mexico caught up to him. Hold on, doing some doing some work over here. You know, I added uh, my old table. I'm like, fuck it, man. Got to get comfy. Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 I pretty much watched all of the zone card. Um, I think that's where I probably need to start. I'm going to go to, um, box rec and see, can I pull up the whole card? And, uh, we'll go from there because. There was a fantastic 130-pounder that I want to talk to you guys about. Her name is uh, Ferreira, but I want to get her first name as she was probably the most impressive debut I've ever seen since Alomachenko. Honestly, um, she just showed tremendous skills. She fought in 5-0 fighter. So as a debut, she stepped up right before our eyes, and uh, I was just so impressed, really, so impressed. So I'm almost here. Looks like we're looking for the Mantena Love card. That happened in Ohio. Here we go. At the Rocket Mortgage, Cleveland, Ohio. Let's go to that event. So, her name is Beatriz Ferreira. We have to check this girl out. If you haven't watched this fight, you must go back and watch this so that you can see the skill of this young lady. And um, storyline is as followed. She, Beatrice Ferreira, and her opponent petitioned to make this fight three-minute rounds. So while the WBC has not done that and hasn't mandated, there are fighters fighters like Marlon Esparza and obviously Beatrice and her opponent who have petitioned, and, you know, they are trying to get these three-minute round fights. Now, this is Beatrice. Uh, We're going to see can we find her on TikTok as well. As I hear, she's a popular 
TikTok dancer. That being said, she's number two in Brazil, which is crazy. I got to see who's number one because this girl is super duper talented. Um, all right, so whoever's there is there due to, I guess, age and experience. She will not be number one for long. Beatrice, uh, Beatrice Ferreira is super skillful, very fluid in her movement. Um, everything you want to see from a fighter. She took on Diana Carsoto, or Cardoso, excuse me, who was 5-0. and and uh, Cardoso has been in the ring with Marlon Esparza as an amateur. Um, as you can see, she did fight some women with, uh, you know, obviously experience. All her fights pretty much in Brazil. So both women, Brazilian, both women made their U.S. debut. Now, they didn't talk about any familiarity between the two, like if they knew each other or sparred with each other. But 5-0. and oh. Now, Beatrice Ferreira is a silver medalist in the Olympics. So her talent, again, is just evident. I mean, you have to watch this young lady box. I'm shocked that zone hasn't had any highlights of her. I'm going to go check that right now. See, did maybe Matchroom put something on their uh, social media? Because, man, Beatrice is the goods. Let me tell you, she is the goods without a doubt. You can see it in her movement, how fluid it is, her combination punches. She puts it together. Um, you can tell why they chose to put her in there with someone that was already 5-0. and So... All right, so we do have this. This is like a warm-up they're showing of her before the fight. And this is Aka and Barak going to see her. So as you can see, she looks the part. You know, biceps, shoulders, traps, the movement. Look at the way she's moving there. That's the way she moves in the ring and really puts it together like, I am ready to see her. I know Cindy Serrano is, is, is um, retired, but maybe Cindy Serrano, maybe Hamadouch, someone like that, we need to see this girl in there with because Beatrice is the goods. Um, obviously, she got the win. Her nickname is The Beast. And um, she, she, she stopped a, a, an undefeated girl. She's Brazilian, you know, and I think that she'll bring a fan base, you know. Um, but it's definitely a fight that you must go see for yourself. You have to see the skill. You have to see her jump up in class because, again, an O&O fighter jumping up, to a 5-0 and fighter and getting the win. She didn't get the stoppage, and that's because, obviously, you know, um, she got two knockdowns. You know what I mean? She did get two knockdowns. So I feel like 
that was more than enough. I know it was a bit of a letdown for, obviously, the promotion because they petitioned to have this fight be three-minute rounds, assuming that Beatrice would be able to do what she was supposed to do, which was produce the knockout. Uh, But she produced two knockdowns. She did fantastic body work, combination punches, uppercuts. I mean, listen, she really did her thing, and she deserves for you guys to go and watch this fight if you haven't watched it. It's only a four-rounder, and it's all action. She's putting it together from the opening bell to the final bell. Um, But, yeah, once again, her name is... Beatrice Ferreira, she is a um, Brazilian professional boxer, won a silver medal. Next on the call was Khalil. Next on the card was Khalil Cole, and I'm gonna be honest. Give me one second. I'm gonna be honest. I am very disappointed in myself. I called it. I knew. That Cole would go to decision. I know Bradley. I know Odomela. Odomela. Uh, I met him in Atlanta. I called one of his fights. I knew his story. And um, all weekend, I was contemplating whether I should do it or not. And listen, Khalil Cole was paying a plus 215 by decision, bro. He got. He eventually got the knockdown in the fifth round on Olemeda. But Olemeda was game. And, uh, you know, Khalil is a very paced fighter. And if you don't push the pace on him, he can, you know, fight one of those fights where he doesn't have to exert himself. And that's exactly what he did. And that's why I'm disappointed because I told people this would go to decision. And if you would have just bet Khalil by decision, it would have been a plus 215. That was an amazing, amazing odds. So that was a good fight. But from Khalil, you know, I think that Matchroom is going to probably put him in tough necks. Um, He's just too relaxed. This fight was too paced. He never pushed the pace. He doesn't work behind a jab. I don't know. I I hope that um, they could light a fire under him because some of these fighters just don't understand the the opportunity that they're being given. Like, Khalil Cole was... Is five and zero right now, right? Or excuse me, uh, three and zero with uh, one draw. All those fights being on TV, so like you don't want to play around because there's a lot of guys that you know their entire buildup is off television. You don't get to see them. So you know he's he he did improve to four and zero, one draw. But all five of these fights have been on television. All five of these fights, he's probably been paid fairly decent. And, um, you know, they picked him up because he was one of the lone guys to get a a clean knockout in, uh, I think, the trials or something like that. It was a viral little knockout. And he needs to, like, you know, live up to that. Or at least attempt to make these a little bit more exciting, these fights. You know, kind of set the pace himself. And, and bring the fight to a guy like Olemeda that, let's be real, you know, I was banking on his story. I was banking on the fact that he did six years, the fact that, you know, this was his biggest opportunity of his life. Factor in that his fight in Atlanta, he literally had to get permission 
from one of the, you know, Puerto Rican greats on the island had to petition to get the bracelet taken off early so that he could fly to America and had a fight. And all that happened. So, you know, I knew it was going to be tough to keep this man down. And I was right. But, you know, my man literally fought a dude 0-4 twice. Like the same dude. So, you know, um, Khalil Kosan and David McWalters in split T. He's the heavily touted prospect. He's the one with the matchroom deal. So the pressure is on him to make these fights exciting and make us want to watch him. Because let's be real, I could have tuned in to Top Rank. But I, I tuned in to him because I'm invested in him because he's from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey because I know, you know, some of the people in his camp. So that's what most of you guys need to do as athletes and fighters. Like, you need to do enough to get my time. There was 12 hours worth of boxing yesterday. I, I had to choose between the zone and top rank, go back and watch, pick maybe the main event. But, you know, to sit through all that, it, it's not easy. And, uh, you know, they're asking a lot of us as fight fans. So we have to demand for these fighters to do a little bit more, you know. Don't just think you're going to get 6 and 12 hours out of my life if you ain't really putting on a show. That being said, I didn't watch the next fight with, with the local David Rodriguez, who is from Ohio. He took on uh, Nicolos, and I'm going to stick with the first name instead of butchering the last. Also, Montana Love's brother picked up the win, Rennell Williams, they did not show this as well on the DAZN telecast for whatever reason. Now, the fight of the night and my candidate for fight of the year is Christian Tapia, who was 15-0, taking on Thomas Matisse, 19-3-1. This fight was action from the opening bell. Another must-watch. When you go check out Beatrice Ferreira, you must tune in to Christian Tapia, Thomas Matisse. Fight of the year candidate without a doubt. Listen, I had been being told about Tapia for some time now. So I went into this fight thinking he was going to knock out Matisse. That's what I wanted to see from him. I questioned whether I should bet because his promoter and his handlers were telling me so much that he was going to get this knockout. Once he stepped on the scene, obviously he got the opportunity to fight Thomas Matisse for the WBC Continental America super featherweight title. And after spending time at the WBC convention, I know how important a belt with the Continental America is. It means that the winner now, Thomas Matisse, will get tons of phone calls because in order to move up the rankings, someone needs to beat him or he will move up. So Tom has definitely turned back the hands of Tom on his career. This was a crossroads fight without a doubt for him. Another loss at the hands of an undefeated puncher like Christian Tapia would have been sending Thomas into oblivion. And he fought like it in spots. He's still the same old Thomas who can't give you a consistent attack. But Jesus Christ, if this man doesn't have amazing power, especially since he moved down. So for those that don't know, Thomas obviously used to fight at 135. But for this particular fight, he had moved down and officially made 129 pounds, something he hadn't done 
in a long time. Obviously, he came around 130 and 131, never 129, never below the limit, never exactly at the 130-pound limit. So he did do that, and he was able to be the bigger man and possibly the stronger man. You must go watch it for yourself because Tapia, he just has remarkable recovery ability. His nickname should most certainly be Wolverine. You don't understand how he was able to recover from solid shots. First of all, the left hook that he never seen hit him on the top of the head, sent him down. The right foot kicked out from under him. It looked like Canelo Austin Trout all over again. You just knew that he wouldn't be able to get it back together and have those legs under him, but he did instantaneously. What makes him amazing is that he's a fun fighter. Even when you know he needs to be holding, even when you know his own mother got a little candle in her rosary beads and she's saying a hundred hell marries because she's dying for him to clinch. He'll throw a punch and land. Listen, this was just an amazing fight and 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 I and I, I really hope that you guys, you know, listen to what it is I'm saying and and definitely go and check this fight out. It deserves your vote for candidate uh for fight of the year candidate and it deserves your views. Because these young men put it on the line. Tapia was non-stop. Not any typical Mexican style. He was Puerto Rican and he was putting it together. So when I say he was non-stop, no, he wasn't just coming forward, Margarito. This guy was putting it together. Uppercuts, left hooks to the body, straight rights, combination punches without a doubt. Rarely ever did you see this man just throw one punch. Listen, I hope that boxing gets it right and gives Tapia an opportunity back. Um, fun fights for Tapia at 30. Oof. I had immediately thought of Isaac Cruz, except he's 35. But that fight, you can just see, if you watch this fight, you can just imagine that that fight would be boxing porno, bro. It's insane. Um, but someone, anyone worthy at 130, throw Tapia in there, bro. He's a buzzsaw. He is a buzzsaw. He's going to need some time off. This was a tough-ass fight. And, um, you know, Thomas got the win, so he moves forward. And he deserved the win. The scorecards were a little funny. 92 to 97, 93 to 96. Those, those weren't, that's not the fight that I saw, you know, um, I didn't see the fight that the commentator saw either, though. I didn't think that it was a draw. I think that the right man got the decision. I just feel that the scores were way too wide. They didn't give Tapia any credit. Um, and he beat the hell out of Thomas to that body and to the head. Listen, Thomas at one point <laughs> started beating on his chest. Tapia let him have it with one solid right hand. It was crazy. It was crazy. Listen, please, man, please. I rarely ask you guys to go watch fights. If you didn't watch Beatrice Ferreira and the Thomas Matisse versus Christian Tapia fight, go back and watch it. You're doing yourself a disservice. That fight, both those fights is worth it. 
to see a debut female look the way she looked, she looked like she could give a couple of these dudes at, at, at her division some problems, all types of problems. And, and again, Christian Tapia is this year's Diego Chavez, man. Like, in losing, he still won. He's another Roley. He lost, but he won, man. You got to check these guys out. Fantastic fight. Fantastic fight. I hope the boxing gods hear me and this fight can be thrown in for fight of the year candidate. Moving on to Raymond Ford, who did pick up the stoppage in the eighth round, knocking out Sakiria Lucas. Uh, Shakiria or whatever, we're going to go with Lucas, man. My man was 38 years old. He was like a military dude. Boxing was part-time. Uh, it is what it is. You know, he defended his IBF North America title. Cool. It's time. Excuse me, not the IBF, the WBA um, Continental American Featherweight title. It's cool. It's time that he gets in there with someone, Raymond Ford. Uh, it's time we see him in there with someone worthy of our time. Again, time is so important. My time is so important. And, 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 and you know, you want me to tune in to you when there's two cards happening at the same time. So, you know, they need to do a better job. And hopefully, moving forward, we get that. Um, he picked up that strap. He was number eight in the WBA at featherweight. I'll screen share this just so you can get an idea for who's in the division and, and how we should match him. Um, he's with Matchroom, so it sounds like a shot against Lee Wood makes sense. Thomas Ward makes sense. He's not getting Figueroa. Figueroa is probably getting to fight Fulton in the rematch for the vacant WBC. I can't believe Anselmo Moreno is at number four, but give him Moreno. Moreno is old, though. He's old. He won't get Robisi as that's uh, across the street. So uh, Mick Collin also across the street. Mauricio Laura, even though that's behind him, but that's a tough fight. That's a good fight. He already just fought this Shikadi Lucas guy who was behind him as well. But it's time, you know. Uh, I need to see Ford in there with someone I care to see him in with. I don't want to just keep watching him just because I got to watch him. You know what I'm saying? But he picked up the win. Credit to him. Lives the fight another day. Another stoppage on the books for Richardson Hitchens. Something that he doesn't normally get. But he picked one up against Jomar Alamo. And uh, he picked up the IBF North American title this was a setup to face the fight with Montana, um, who also had some sort of IBF strap not too long ago. But we all know how that main event turned out with Montana Love losing via disqualification in the sixth round. Hitchens did his thing as uh, he has been doing for some time. You know, um, I had went back and watched the Malik Hawkins fight in hopes that I was going to see something to tell me that he was going to get the stoppage over Yormar. Yormar had a pretty decent fight with, uh, who do he have? Oh, with Liam Pato. 
So I, I, when I watched the, the Malik Hawkins fight, who in my opinion, I said to myself, listen, Hawkins is better than Yomar, will probably ever be. But he didn't never really hurt Hawkins. He was very jab heavy, you know. Um, so credit to Hitchens. He got the stoppage when I didn't think he would. And I was looking for him to get it because you couldn't make money on him by decision. He was like a minus 700 by decision. It was insane. You needed him to get this knockout. So shout out to anybody that motherfucking called that because even watching this fight, I don't know that he looked like he had power. I'm going to be real. Like even though he got the stoppage, you know, He's not he's not looking like he's punching like that. I hope he could. I hope he could. You know, because there's there's obviously big fights, and I don't know how you keep dudes off you at, at this division. Like, if he got to fight an Isaac, actually he's at 40. You got to fight like Josh Teller. How, how do you win that fight without, without some respect of your power? But we'll see. He did get the win. You know, um, he probably ends up getting the Montana Love fight because in the main event, Montana Love sent Stevie Sparks over the top rope, WWE style. So that fight's probably not happening because Stevie gets the disqualification win, automatically advances. He has the title. The zone has the zone Australia. There's just no reason for Stevie to come back to Montana Loves Ohio where, where Montana thinks he should get the rematch. Just delusional. Um, everybody watched him look for a way out. If he gets the rematch in Ohio, Eddie is the fucking Wizard of Oz. That being said, what, what is probably more probable is Hitchens and Montana Love fighting next. Um... And maybe you see like an Australian card with Brock Jarvis or some shit. I think Brock might be in that division. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, probably not. But Alamo was just no match for Hitchens. Hitchens did exactly what he needed to do. And, um, you know, moves forward. He advances. So we have to see now what's next for him. How fast do they bring him back? You know. Montana suffered a very ugly cut. So big possibility that, you know, he's not available to come back before or at the same time as a Richardson Hitchens. You know, Hitchens might be able to come back slightly sooner than. Um, So I'm going through The Zone's YouTube channel. No highlights for any of those fights. Only, okay, full card highlights. So that's 25 minutes worth of highlights. What in the majibas? But look, at least they got the Beatrice uh, debut. You guys really need to watch her fight, man. She, man, she's 29 years old. So no wonder she's on the fast track. But again, it's women's boxing. 29 is young. But so much skill. In Beatrice, just watching these highlights back, she is a breath of fresh air for women's boxing, man. I can't wait to see what she does next and what Matchroom does with her. But uh, I am taking calls on my Twitter space. 
and my Discord. So I just need my Discord people to raise their hand. On Twitter, all you got to do is request. We're just giving a weekend review. If you want to talk about any fights this weekend, go ahead and call in. Feel free to do so. Tell me your thoughts on Johnny Beck. Give me your thoughts on Emiliano. Emiliano Vargas looked uh, damn good. You know, extending the left hook into some sort of straight left power straight from the orthodox side. So it was just a, a fantastic knockout. A, a beautiful splash on his top-ranked debut. Shout out to Emiliano Vargas. But we do got a caller on Twitter space. Get your mic together. Looks like we have... Lights out, homie, who's ready to talk. So get that mic ready. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Lights out, what up? Yo, what up, Ness? I just saw you up on here, man. I wanted to come through, say what's up, see what's cracking. Uh, make sure you let everybody know where they can... Uh, Subscribe, find the YouTube, uh, find the Discord, all that good stuff, man. You know your boy got your back. Me and my Appreciate boy you. San Jose Gabe, man, we keep it cracking for you, bro. We always represent, and uh, you're doing a great job, man. You, you, Danny Ringwalk, man. Uh, bro, I mean everybody do a great job, man, and uh, love all your success, bro. I just want to say what's up. Come on here and make sure that uh, you let everybody know how we can support you the best. And um, it's always good to throw a little bit of cash down if you got that. And if you got a good topic, man, got a good point. Let them know, man. They can say that, but. I ain't got a lot to say to intrude on this. Just wanted to give a shout-out to you, bro. I appreciate all you do, my man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Listen, uh, all the support is, 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 is always welcome, whether, you know, you want to hit that thumbs up, you want to share the show on your social media, you want to go a step further and drop us a donation, you can use Cash App at dollar sign, The Boxing Voice, spelt on the television there, T-H-A-B-O-X-I-N-G-V-O-I. C-E number one. Remember to put the number one, not spelt number one, just the numerical numero uno. Looks like I got Mad Bent 100, Kansas City. What's up, my friend? Buenos dias. Kansas City. Got to unmute. What up, Matt Bet? You got to unmute. All right. Well, we're going to go to Bo. And- yeah, what up? What up? Yo. Yo. Thanks for the Sunday show. Appreciate you, brother, you for look- tuning in. You guys look great. Uh, I was tuning in. Um, you guys were at the convention. That was nice. Good stuff. Good info. Thank you. With that, uh, I was intrigued with that Shakur Cruz. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's my topic for tomorrow, man. So hold your thoughts on that. We definitely going to yeah. be talking Shakur versus uh, Isaac Cruz tomorrow and whether or not it happens. Whether or not it happens. Probably, probably not. But anyway, Montana, I think the the pressure got to Montana. Not just the fight, but the whole idea of being at home in Ohio got to him to try to represent. Um... It just look good, man. He boxed the shit out of that dude. He got a hard-ass jab. You know, i like to see him um, not fight Montana Love, fight somebody else of note. John Beck. Uh, 
maybe um, Bentley was better than we thought, or John Beck was not as good as we thought. He was supposed to be the monster and run to that guy, but, you know, that's why they fight the fight. Sometimes some guys just show up and say, fuck it, you ain't knocking me out. <clears throat> I'm looking forward, just kind of off topic, I'm looking forward to the, um, my man from England, that got knocked up on Tyson Fury on his comeback. Uh, fuck, man. No, no, no. The, the one that got knocked up from Fury, uppercut. Yeah, Last play. Chisora. Nah. Dillian White. Dillian White. Dillian White. He's supposed to be fighting that American. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that yeah, American yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be fighting Jermaine Franklin. But Jermaine Franklin been out for two years, man. Come on. He picked somebody that's not. Is probably going to be super-duper fat. But he, yeah, true. But I'm just saying, he just come from being concussed. And three concussed. You know, he got knocked out from the Russian. Came back and won, and they got knocked out again. So he might be fucked up. Mm. Use, you know, use and abuse. Um, yeah, but it was a good, good deal fight. I was impressed with Hitchinson. Not so impressed with Montana Love. Not so impressed with John Beck. Um, Tell me, did you watch um, Matisse versus Tapia, man? What's up with y'all? Yes, yes, yes. Fight of the night. Fucking fight fight of the the year. Oh, maybe fight of the year. He is not done yet, but candidate yeah, was, for sure. That, was, that shit is a candidate of the year, man. For fighter, it shit. was super, super entertaining. I'm I'm watching the highlights right now. That shit was dope. Man, my man was, but the 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 kid Matisse doesn't throw enough, man. But every time he touched um the the Puerto Rican, he hurt him. But the Puerto Rican was like like you said, Wolverine, bounced back like a rubber band, mm. and he was throwing some shots. He was throwing some shit. But we know Matisse had a chin because he went he went around with Cruz and Cruz throws hard. Oh breaking news. Beatrice is back in Arizona on December third, so I get to see her in person. That's amazing. Shout out to Matchroom, bro. That's the that's the beauty of being signed to Matchroom. You get you know your dates, man. And um the Ford fight before the African guy that arguably got robbed against King Tug, when he dropped King Tug, and then they say, oh, King Tug won by a round. Yeah, man, come on, bro, down. but that dude's a, he's but like. he was 40. He's a, yeah, he's 38 he years old. He still works in the Army. He trains half-time, part-time. I yeah. don't know, man. But what I said about King Tug, because he just fought last year, or earlier this year. Ah, and, and he arguably, he had arguably won that fight. They say King, King Tug, Tug out, might be not as good as we thought. That's what I'm saying. Maybe King Tug is not as I mean, he's also talk. small, though. Remember, Tug was small. He was like 122. My man was still 38, 39, or 38, because that was just last year. It, the, that same guy was old last year, too. He was 38. When he fought Tug, and arguably he got robbed because he had dropped Tug, didn't count that now, though. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, thanks for the show, man. Thank you for That's calling call. in, champ. Thank you for calling in. Damn, this girl Beatrice got her story on Disney Brazil, and Disney Brazil has 6.52 million subscribers. Shout out to her. That's crazy. And this is and it's Disney Kids. 
It's YouTube Kids. Whoa. That's some exposure for you. So we are taking callers on our Twitter spaces and our Discord. Looks like we have Bo in Bama. What up? Hello. What's up, Bo? Reading Bo, Bo Zianis, Bo Max and Bo Jackson. It's both from Bama. And, hey, man, thank you for the show, of course. First and foremost, is that your home studio setup right there? Yeah. Uh, hey, all right. I like it. Uh, we definitely got to get the Las Vegas vibes in there. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the Island Boy vibes. We got to get there for you. The Island Boy vibes. <laughs> and, put, and you know you already props and uh, merch and stuff over here, so we got to get it, get that over there to you to make the studio look like it's supposed to look. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But it was a great weekend of fights. I like everything I've seen all the way to today. You know what I'm saying? You don't see Floyd Mayweather hitting bits in between rounds every day. You know what I'm saying? I was in, I was entertained by the Floyd Deji fight. Surprisingly, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to see him punish him for real, but he just he was he just had fun in there, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Made Deji look like a, the sucker he is. Uh, I heard Deji gave him a black eye though. It was a little red, you know what I'm saying? It was a little bump and red, but Floyd said he had to close the gap. Close the gap, you might have to take a punch or two to get the job done, and that's what he did. He got a hurt on his hands, you know what I'm saying? A little, little, just a little scar, a little war wound, something like. But. What you think about Emmy's performance, Emilio? Nah, I, I, I liked it, man. He looked good. He looked good. Look, bro, it's so special about that kid, and I was happy to see him perform well in his top ranked debut. Uh, Sinise didn't really impress me like that. I wanted to see more from her. Montana, you know what I'm saying? He thought he was still in the pen or something. Uh, body slam, uh. I was entertained, but I definitely didn't want to see that. But I was entertained. Also, else we have I think the Thomas Matisse. I seen the end of the fight. It was literally amazing fight, brother. I, I like the phones. I mean, being able to push the phone on that phone now, bro. I Jeff like pin. Like, you on your Bluetooth? But Cause you know Bluetooth. You can't. Good. You know you're going in and out. That frequency ain't good. How about now? How about now? Sound like you posed, dude. That's better. Way better. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Raymond Ford, he don't really impress me like that. Neither does Richardson Hitchens. Richardson Hitchens is a good boxer, but he ain't showed me no dog. I need to see some dog from him if he gonna step up and fight the Best forty pounders out there, uh, and yeah, that's I guess really all I got for this weekend's fight. Looking forward to next weekend. We got Rockman Junior. I want to see what he can do, of course. And yeah, that's all I got, man. All right, Bo. Uh, well, we're gonna be. Hopefully, we could get with you on Wednesday. I got a uh, Border Wars show scheduled for Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for those that want to join us. Remember, Border Wars is back for uh, February 25th, 2023. First Border Wars show is Wednesday, 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. 
Eastern. Join us for registration fees and due date information. We got James Payne Lethal. What up? It's me, it's me, the ambassador of the great state of Tennessee. It's your boy, James, P-A-Y-N-E, Mr. Lethal himself. Man, what's good in this, man? This blunts for you, brother. You know, welcome back. Stay side. You probably been back for a few days. I don't know your routine like that, but I'm just happy to see that you was blessed with safe travels to your destination and from your destination. So I just wanted to verbally tell you that. And uh, thank you for, you know, doing that due diligence like you're doing and, and getting all that good content ready to serve and deliver to us this week coming up, man. So, you know, I'm just happy that you're back and you got the show cranking. Uh, shout out to the TBV universe and all the alumni listening and also the Back Call Brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to everybody in the, in the TBV universe, man. Y'all know what this is, man. It's the illest, trillest, dopest. Buy some podcasts in the entire galaxy, man. If you don't know what year, astrologically, that's third rock from the sun. I am James Payne, Lethal, man, just checking in, uh, showing some love to my godness. I'm a holiday. All right. And before we go to the next caller, remember, we are taking callers on Twitter spaces and on Discord. So uh, you feel free to join us on either. I do want to just tell everybody, Tommy Fury uh, was supposed to fight versus Paul Bamba on the Floyd Mayweather card. And obviously, he missed weight by eight pounds. And they tried to bully Paul Bamba into taking the fight um, with Fury weighing over the limit by eight pounds. And they did not want to abide by the rules and pay Bamba a percentage of Fury's purse, which was said to be a million dollars. Um. They then proceeded to cancel Paul Bamba's flight home from the UK and, excuse me, from Dubai, and then they canceled his hotel. So, wow, boxing can be extremely, extremely dirty. Um, and when they say protect yourself at all times, I had no clue they was talking about outside the ring as well. But... Looks like we got a request from C-Dub. What up? And that's C-W. C-W-205. Are you available? C-W-205. Going once. Going twice. All right. If you feel like you got anything you want to say, you want to get it off your chest, go ahead and uh, request to speak right here on Discord and or Twitter spaces. Uh, it looked like Davidian was ready, and he is not. So I'll go into, obviously, Sinisa Estrada. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole fight. I, I made it to about round four because I was watching more of my zone card, obviously. I, I watched all of that, but it looks like I got Hotbox in Minute requesting. What up? If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. Hotbox in Minute, I need you to unmute. We're ready to rock and roll with you. Yo, what's good with it, Ness? How you doing? I'm good, brother. Thank you for joining us. Man, there was a lot of good fights this weekend. Um... 
I'm glad you mentioned that Beatrice Ferreira fight because that was amazing for a professional debut. That woman's got the skills to pay the bills. And, and uh, I look forward to seeing her next month. You just broke that news to me. I, I didn't even know about that. Um, yeah, man, she'll you be see in the Phoenix show? on the Estrada card. Nice. You going to be out there? Absolutely. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, any love for the Sonny Edwards fight? Did you get a chance to watch that one? I didn't. Oh, man, that was an immaculate display of sweet science, man. Felix Alvarado, who was an offensive juggernaut, he got shut down by Sonny Edwards. Sonny Edwards is a slick, scientific dude, and he brings a lot of life into the flyweight division. But I, I want to ask you a question, Ness. What, what, what is, uh, what's in store for Montana Love after this uh, misstep in his career? Can he fix this as far as his public relations or his, like, dude, I mean, dude I think- blew it? I think they're going to throw him in there with Hitchens. I mean, obviously, Sparks doesn't need to look backwards. He won the belt. They got DeZone Australia. They got Brock Jarvis. They had another, the dude that beat Brock Jarvis was also from Australia. Like, they can do better things with Sparks. And truth be told, Americans wanted Hitchens in love. So let him, you know, redeem himself by fighting the undefeated fighter now. Man, it was it was not a good look for Love. I, I thought he looked questionable in that Valenzuela fight and that Steve Spark fight. It just it looked like you know the dog in him is smaller than his Frenchie. Evidently, he don't like getting touched, man. Nah, he don't. But what but, but what cute boxer does right? Like those slick boxers, the Adrian Broners, the the Montana Loves. You know that style doesn't like to be hit, and 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 when they get that pressure fighter on them, the they get the margarito, the pit bulls, you know, you start to see what they're really made of and do they have a tank? Well, for, for me, when it comes to fighters and I'm observing them, I always give them the benefit of the doubt on the first one, and that was Valenzuela. That second one, he clearly wanted the easy way out by throwing Spark out the ring. Spark came through with that outsy ferocity and the klepto gloves. He was not playing. And, uh, yeah, uh, Montana Love, he, he's going to have to – Give me a couple of back-to-back fights where he shows he got something inside of him, bite down on his gum shield or something. But anyways, that's all I want to say. Nestor Gibbs, TBV, the biggest boxing podcast in the land. Hit that like button. Thank you, Nestor Gibbs. Appreciate you, brother. We're going to go out to CW. What up? Just got to unmute, champ. Hello, hello. You unmuted. Now we don't hear you, though. Talk to us. C-dub, C-dub. One time. All right, you're having some technical difficulties. We're going to go ahead and keep it moving. But we do appreciate you attempting to rock out with us. Uh, Let me see what else we got going on here. Make sure we get into everybody before we cut out. Remember, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled showtime at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard and 9 a.m. Eastern on the East Coast. Um, So as I was saying, Sinisa Estrada, she was looking real good in those opening rounds. I made it to about the fourth round, and I really – was upset that I wasn't able to finish watching it because truth be told, I felt like things started to, the pendulum definitely swayed in favor of her opponent in terms of momentum, meaning 
Sinisa was no longer backing up her opponent, and instead her opponent was putting her, her head in her chest and, you know, using her, her weight and pinning Sinisa on the ropes. Now, she was fighting beautifully off those ropes, but it was in spots, and I just wondered to myself, like, damn, what happens if she got to keep going through this type of fight in three and four for the rest of the rounds? But Sean Porter did finish watching it, and we talked about it on his show today as he had me as a guest on the Porterway podcast. So shout out to Sean. Uh, we had a great time in uh, Mexico. And, uh, yeah, man, he said that it didn't pretty much change, that Sinisa was able to control, and eventually she adjusted and, you know, started to pivot and make a little bit of room. But the opponent was a game opponent. I think this is why we need three-minute rounds because if you sustain an attack for two minutes, you know, now that fighter is tired. That minute break, her going back to the corner, coming back out, now you got to find that rhythm, get that attack again. You know, we, there was no reason for us to watch 10 rounds of, of Sinisa. Had that shit probably been three-minute rounds, maybe it would be over quicker because exertion is going to, you know, factor in. Exhaustion is going to factor in. That beatdown is going to be worse if you got another minute, man. So we need to check that out. Uh, we got Alonzo Amazing that says, the PBC is a cancer to boxing legacy fight killer. All right. I guess that happened this weekend. You know, those sour boxing fans like that, they're just, they're just like negative. Like with all the great fights that were on yesterday with Beatrice Ferreira debuting and, and showing herself that she's, she's possibly the equivalent of the female version of Lomachenko with Thomas Matisse and Christian Tapia having a, a fight of the year candidate, you know, I'm not sitting here worrying about dudes that not fighting. I'm not sitting here worrying about dudes that want $10 million to, to to fight. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating what we do have, the amazing fights that we did get. So, yeah, man. Um, but that being said, it looks like I'm all out of callers. Up, oh, C-Dub in Alabama. What up? Yo, yo, yo. How the audio? Straight. Straight, straight. Y'all don't know what's going on with Twitter, man. Um, when you clicked over, I could hear you coming to me, but then it would just go straight silent. So, yeah, man. But shit, shout out TBV. Smash that like button. Do something with yourself. It's free. Okay. The fights was okay. It was lackluster. You know, UFC was, was hot, but, you know, Boston was lackluster, man. Um, Is this the guy? Jana Beck? This the guy that everybody's saying Undrive is supposed to be running from. Not this guy. This guy ain't no killer, man. This guy don't look like no killer, man. You know the, the killer with the they got the screen mask. He he's not Freddy Krueger. He not no Jason. He ain't no killer, man. But maybe it was maybe it was the moment. You know, maybe it was the moment that got to him. And you know, we just see how he looked. Maybe he was nervous. You know, they say he fights down to his competition. You know, he, he just he don't look like he him. He don't look like he him, man. But uh. Whatever. Montana Love. You you thought he should have got disqualified in this? I mean, you threw somebody out the ring. Right, right, right. I thought, you know, some people some people feel that he didn't throw him out the ring. Some people feel that the guy backflipped himself 
out the ring. I kind of thought mean, he did some see, male chili to shit. I mean, you see, a, you can yeah. clearly see Montana's arm on the dude's neck, pushing it over the top rope. When you have your back <laughs> against the rope, you're gonna go right. over like a seesaw if someone's pushing you over. I don't, I don't think that man wanted to go head first out of the ring, assuming he was gonna land on his feet. Cause B Hop didn't, Javier Fortuna didn't. And I'm pretty sure Kermit Cintron didn't land on their feet. <laughs> and then you can even see, you can even see it's a little even more sinister. Like he tried, it seemed like he pulled a rope down a little bit with his offhand to help to help him get over the rope. You know, just let me assist you over these ropes. You I, know, I don't know. But uh, about somebody, that. Said, I mean, you know, they say he was just trying to get his balance. That's why he had to grab the rope like that. And um, yeah, but I, I, I mean, this qualification was okay. You know, he could have took two points, but, yeah, I was okay with the disqualification, man. So, yeah, so so you agree that he was looking for a way out? It seemed like he was looking for a way out. He started kind of I mean, getting tagged. He, that pressure was serious, bro. Mm. The dude was on him. He was whipping shots on him. He was landing hella right hands on him. I mean, and he buzzed yeah. Montana like a motherfucker. Before he dropped him, he was buzzed from that first right hand. I, yeah. Listen, that rematch ain't happening. <laughs> not, not in the, not in Town or wherever. Not, not in Cleveland. Not where, in where Ohio, like he think. And he and it's like it, I he said, he can on, go to Australia. It's like I maybe. said on Sean's show, right? Like if 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 the rumors is true, and his deal was really nine hundred thousand three fights, you think he going back to Australia? He think he going not back, but you think he going to Australia for yeah. the same three hundred thousand? <laughs> no. And he ain't getting more than three hundred thousand. He ain't even getting three hundred thousand as the loser. He lost his belt. Yeah, yeah, come see me down under. That's what that's. He gonna, he gonna challenge that Cambosa, man. You know, I was in the dark. I don't even think they gonna come see me down under, man. I don't even think they gonna offer him the rematch. I think they gonna put what the only thing that is on the table, hit chance. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what we need, man. I and man, Richard Hitchison blew my ticket, man. I had he the only one blew the ticket. Because he got the knockout instead of... I had him by the decision. Like like you said, the money was too... It wasn't no money. So if you go to, like, what they're going to actually do, it kind of make the money a little better. So I went to Richard Hitchison by decision. Mm -hmm. And it was a a minus 300. And uh, he went on there with the TKO, man. Fucked up the money. But this was up, man. Shout out. I'm going to see what's up with that Twitter, man. Hopefully it's working next time. Shout out. TBV, smash that like button, it's free. Do something with yourself. We out. All right. Shout out C-Dub. Thank you for calling in. Uh, If I got any more requests on Twitter, now is the time if you want to speak, want to voice your opinion. Remember, we are back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern. On Discord, we got Big Fish Vega. What is up? Good evening, good evening. Can you hear me? Buenos dias. Hey, man, you spoke on it earlier, man. That was a lot of boxing to try to catch up on, man. I'm going to have to run it back for the, the zone ones because I, uh, I was more on the top rank card. Uh, you know, Emiliano, I can see what a lot of people are saying. He's definitely very talented. Um, you know, has a lot of little moves he, he goes to, sees the shots very well, and has very crisp technique. Um, you're right before... He got that shot to put the dude to sleep, basically. He was getting touched up, but, uh, you know, sometimes you do that to try to find that opening for that shot. 
but it was a very nice short left uh, left uh, front power punch. I mean, that dude, you know, I think that dude was one to know. He looked terrible. It wasn't like it was just some bum like like the dudes that Ricardo Torres be fighting. Uh, so the so yeah, man, Emiliano really he really got that nice little knockout. Uh, that was his first fight on top rank. Uh, so I'm sure they're very happy with uh, what he's producing so far. Um, and the Johnny Beck, man, uh, I got to say, I was a little bit disappointed in the first couple of rounds. It looked like he was going to run dude over. Uh, you got to give it to Denzel Bentley. I'm sure everyone told him he, he he was there to lay down, basically. He was just a stepping stone. But, uh, I mean, the dude the dude got used to Jenny Beck's rhythm. Jenny Beck was not fainting anymore. Uh, you saw the foot faint stop. You saw, you saw all the faints just come uh, just cease, and Johnny Beck was having trouble uh, just getting his shots off. Uh, Denzel just kept hitting him with right hands and sweeping left hooks, and uh, Johnny Beck had to really grind that one out. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's funny what C-Dub said. Like, that's the dude I was supposed to beat, supposed to beat uh, Andre. Well, why Andre didn't take the fight if it was such cookies, man? I think Johnny Beck still is a good fighter, but definitely – uh, maybe a bit overhyped or, I mean, the dude only got like, what, 12, 13 fights. There's a reason why, you know, they build fighters up because they haven't seen every style, regardless of what they went through the amateurs. Uh, boxing is a worldwide sport. And uh, you think you've seen everything till you did. I mean, look at Lomachenko had, what, 400 punch, uh, fights. And then a second pro fight having trouble with a style. So I guess the jury's still out. Uh, I don't know where Johnny Bitt goes goes to next on this. Uh, but obviously, uh, I don't know how you would do it against a Charlo or even a 40-year-old Triple G. And that Montana Love shit, man, that shit was crazy, bro. Like, like people defending it. I mean, yo, the dude, to me, he initiated the headbutt. He he leaned over forward uh, with his head, and they're doing the throw punch, and they and they collided. And he kept saying he can't see. It's it's it, He kept asking how bad is it. He feels like it's real bad. The re- the doctor was telling me, you know, it's all right. He looks It looks fine. And then right after that, man, he just tries to maul Steve Spark, you know, put his elbow to his face uh, behind the behind the neck then. And, uh, I mean, for people saying that Steve Spark, like, act like he was about to be a gymnast and he knew he was going to go over, like, come on, man, y'all, y'all got to stop playing around. Montana Love wanted his, wanted his way out. He was hoping other people would help him. He took it in his own hands. I'm sure he didn't expect dude to go straight out in the ring. But, uh, I mean, dude flipped out. And uh, I don't blame the ref for DQing. I thought maybe, you know, a point or two would have probably been the best, but you can't be mad at the disqualification. Uh, Montana Love got what he wanted, uh, a way out. So, all right, man. I look forward to Wednesday's show, man, and glad you're back. Take care. All right, brother. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I mean, with that tackle, just the tackle was enough to be, you know, a point deduction. It was, it was flagrant. It was, it was, it was clear that that's what he wanted to do was run him into the ropes. But when you got there, you flipped them over. So it's like, how do you expect not to be, you know, <laughs> DQ'd? But we got Rudy. What up? Rudy. Oh, my mic is off. Good, we're good. Chilling. Um, did not get to watch too much in the past 48 hours, so I've been getting my news off of Twitter. But, um... What I saw that kind of interested me was uh, Eddie Hearn defending um, Love so, like, like a lot, I guess. Um, do people, like, expect him to really go that far with his performance? 
I guess, I don't know how, like, I'm asking that. But I just thought it was strange that he was defending him so much. and But he's not being moved in that way to be protected like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I think... Th- you know, he had a three-fight deal, and he definitely, you know, fought all three fights, right? Or or two out of the three. So they pushing him. They gave him a hometown fight. So I don't see how you, how you don't see that they pushing him. And as far as Eddie, man, you know, that's why he's a great promoter. You know, that's why he's a great promoter because a shitty promoter will leave you out to dry alone and to, you know, take that embarrassment. But he's taking some of the heat off by saying it's the referee's fault. He's blaming the ref, bro. He's saying the ref shouldn't have disqualified. I mean, Eddie Eddie is a G. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, I ain't looking at it like that. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's all I really uh, wanted to talk about because that's the only thing that really caught my eye, at least from that card. All right, brother. All right, appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for joining us. If you want to join us, you know where to do it. We got Twitter and we got Discord. Just request to speak and we'll get you in. We got Q North. What up? Q and North, while we're waiting, go ahead and smash that thumbs up. It's going to help with the visibility. It's going to put this episode in the eyes of other boxing fans, letting them know we rock out. We talk boxing every day. Q, are you available? Uh, you sound like 10 years, uh, you know, 10,000 miles away. Very far and low. Yeah, we can't hear you, Q. All right, let me try back. All right. Yeah, you guys probably might need to, like, not use the Bluetooth. You are calling over internet. That's already one frequency. I got told you, $5 Super Chase says, I got fighter of the year for Usyk or Bivol. Facts. It could have been Earl or Bud, but money talks for some. Yeah, I hear you. Fighter of the year. I don't know who's my candidate. Fight of the year candidate. Thomas Matisse, Christian Tapia, it was on the DAZN card. You really need to be checking that out if you haven't already watched it. While you're there, you might as well check the pro debut of Brazilian silver medalist Beatrice Ferreira, who put on a fantastic performance. Um, But it looks like we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. That is all our callers. My name is Nesta Gibbs. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at NestGTO. Looks like Q jumping right back at us. Q, what up? Q, what up? That's better. Can you hear me? Yeah, what up? Ooh. I don't think you can hear me. I all hear right. you. Oh, you hear me? All right. Uh, yeah. So I caught uh, only caught the last two top ranked fights. I like Sinisa. She got power. She got pop. I think oh girl just could take a hit, but she got a uh, a different style. Uh, she kind of fight like a Mexican, but she fight like different. Like she got skills. She not just no come forward with those punches. Like I like her. I wish she was at a little heavier weight class so we could see 
you know, her get up there with them girls that's popping right now. But uh, the other fight, uh, Genevieve, I don't think he's really ready for them other two belts. Like, he can't unify against nobody. Uh, he might fuck around and lose to Jaime if mm. he get that Jaime fight. Uh, but he ain't, he not unifying with nobody. He can't, he ain't messing with Charlo. Even Triple G, I think too much of a jab, like too active, and he can't deal with that. He, he seemed like he only could fuck with somebody that he could play with. Um, on a zone car, I think all of them young boys did good. Um, what's the dude name from Camden? I always forget. Christian Tapia. Yeah, but he was he was he was showing that he on another level. The the fight that he was in there with wasn't on his level, holding and all of that. So you know he he showed that he on a different level. So he need to get a step up. I mean, so we can see where he really at. Hitchens, uh, I don't know. You think we taking that no mas like? Like he a whole no mas like? Who did a whole no mas? Hitchens didn't do retire on his stool. He didn't want to come out. Yeah, I mean, do retire, not not Hitchens. I know that's what I'm saying. He he got a no mas like when when Lomachenko was having yeah, people yeah, saying yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, no more. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He was blowing it up. You got people. I mean, it's the it's a different level of competition at home. Yeah, guys. yeah. But, but you know, what I mean, that's that's big for him. I think he'll do good at 140 against a lot of fighters. Fighters just because of that stick. That stick is yeah. His jab is serious, but he ain't got no power. Or it is looking like he he don't. got a he got a power jab. His jab probably fell not too far away from his right hand. But him oh. hit in either hand. Him possess a ton of power, but. His jab probably almost feel like his right hand, and you ain't walking through it. So I feel like he only gonna get better. Uh, the Montana Love fight. The only problem I got with the uh, with Stop the DQ it. is that it was a rough fight the whole fight. So if something like that happened as the ref, you gotta realize I I've been letting it be kind of rough all fight. I'm with the other dude that called him. You take a point away. Then you start to say, all right, y'all going to relax. All of the rough stuff is over. You take a point away, and then you let the fight continue. But it was a rough fight the whole fight. I'm not saying that was right. That was crazy what he did. But if you in a rough fight and the ref letting it be rough, you might let that shit get away from you and do something a little bit too rough. Like, So, you know what I mean? Just in the heat of that moment. Because even Eddie in the heat of the moment, I think he's going to look at it and be like, oh, nah, yeah, he, that was crazy. Because... That's how I was. I was like, oh, he DQ'd him for that. Being rough the whole fight. And then I watched the uh, replay and I was like, oh, nah, that was crazy. So I think Eddie gonna have that same shit when he gonna look at it like, damn, nah, that was crazy. He gonna appeal it probably, but that was a little crazy. Uh, it's fucked up hometown fight. That was sad to see. I was watching it with my homie and I'm saying like, that's sad. Like, cause they was pushing him. You got, what, two fights and like, Four months or something like that. Like they were yeah, pushing. Yeah, and that was a hometown fight. Yeah, that was sad to see, man. Like he just didn't. He didn't want to end the fight like that. Even if he said, like, "Yo, I can't fight no more," I feel like people would have been like, "Yeah, dude was wild. He had butted him. Go to the cards." Like, nobody would have been too mad at him. I don't know, but man. To lose somebody. Somebody already called in saying he was act talking about the doctor, telling the doctor it felt worse. So people would have yeah, definitely. Once you see- <laughs> 
Well, Once you tell a doctor you can't see, that's it. Anywhere else, I think the fight would have automatically got stopped. Like, and Vegas don't. If you tell a doctor I can't see, they stop the fight, right? Most fi- most places, man, you can't see. They they gotta protect you. Right. So, but even if he said, "Nah, fuck that," like he headbutt, he wild, like go to the cars. I don't think, as long as he would have got the win, which that was close. It was close. Might not have got the win, but. Even a draw, but it would have been like, all right, dude was wild. He was headbutting. We get it. But to DQ yourself and lose, get an L on your record and lose the belt, that's, even though it ain't a real belt, but that's, that's bad. I don't know. He, he got one more fight or that's it with, with the zone? He should have one more. It should have been three. <sighs> I'm with you, bro. All he got is hitches. That's all he got now. Might as well just run that and see who went out of that because I don't think he got nothing up. Like, I, I think he lost a little buzz. He was getting, if he'd have won that fight in the in a decent fashion, the third fight, I mean, either way, I think it was going to be hitches, but we'll see. All right. Well, brother, but man. Yeah, nice. I just wanted to tell you, though, great job in Mexico. I mean, I watched all the content in Mexico. Great job in Mexico, man. And we got a lot of big fights from that convention that got announced. So hopefully we get all of them. But y'all did y'all thing. Y'all killed it out there, man. Appreciate it, man. Honestly, uh, I wish I could have done better. I wish I would have been able to go live just a little bit more. Um, but yeah, man, you live and you learn. And, 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 you know, next year I plan on doing a better job. And I, and I hope to be on the committee for the ratings. You know, hope to make a change. Hope to make it better. What happened to uh, Violin at that committee? Um, it wasn't something that I want to see happen again. So, you know, that's my goal. This time next year, I got to have a seat at the table, baby. But uh looks like we did get through all the callers. Catch us on the next one tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard, 9 a.m. Eastern. My name is Nesta Gibbs. Instagram and Twitter, you already know. We got a $2 super chat from my man James Benitez, Huntsville, Alabama, who says, I would like to see Hitchens versus Kenny Sims. Then we got him right back with another one. James Benitez, that is, $5 super chat. He says, you still got Sandor or Hitchens as options for Montana? I mean, obviously, with everything that happened with Montana, I don't think um, he's really in the driver's seat. But I already did say I feel that Hitchens is still the option for Montana, without a doubt. Uh, I believe that the Australian is going to move on. You know what I mean? He he did what he had to do. He got the belt. Why would he give Montana a rematch, let alone in, in Montana's hometown, the way Montana thinks he's going to get it? Montana tripping. He's going to have to go to go through Hitchens in hopes to get that rematch made. Eddie has the zone Australia, and he signed – Australian fighters. Brock Jarvis just lost to another Australian. So again, uh, he's got business out there in Australia. No need to revisit Ohio. I'm out of here. Catch me on the next one. Do say.